amazing a uh, little bit of a special treat tonight we have an all dude lineup which straight up we never have that is true so it's kind of like a majority comedy experience but like for this show like Trey unique <laughs> like a real like a real diamond in the rough and speaking of diamonds in the rough that's Rhea Butcher she's gonna come out right now she's my co-host Thank you. You're going to come out right now yes. and 10 years ago. And 10 years ago. Uh, Rhea's my wife. <laughs> That's my wife. We're wives of each other. Get in you here. You guys are real tepid about it. <laughs> they had a weird They had a weird intro because no, it came out and then the, I had the whole, and they understand what their jobs are, but they don't know now when to use their laughs and claps because <laughs> it was a weird for them. You know, I understand. You don't think there's anything back there. It's a real... <laughs> Fall through the wall, sort of a situation. Just a and disembodied voice. And then I also like that you can kind of vaguely hear the green room yeah, right yeah, now. Like just there's like a lot a of atmosphere that I <laughs> specifically like. You know, what I always ask for like a kind of a stalled entrance. Um, you know, I like those things. Matching um, jackets. You know, I, yes. The whole thing. <laughs> well, I didn't realize until we were already in the car that we were wearing matching jackets. I was like, I, you were not wearing that when we left. I swear. And then to you said God, that you I were. Was. You had a white jacket in your hand. Yeah, I know. I actually was. the Yeah, one that you were the one that's. I'm out of my fucking You were the one mind. who switched. We moved two days ago to a new apartment. Because um, we're idiots. <laughs> how? Where are Just you going? Kidding. Great. <laughs> awesome. What a smooth move. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. How are you guys? Where'd you go for food before? Right, whatever that place is. Really good. Mm, uh, probably Franklin and Company? Bert, you don't know the name of where you ate? No. I like your attitude. <laughs> Move around, doing show, doesn't know where he is. He's hey, just like, I ate at a plate. What did you have? I bet we could tell by what you had. What did you have? We, uh, fried chicken, potatoes, oh and clam chowder. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> hey. Franklin I fucking know Franklin when I hear it. Oh, you got fried chicken? Okay. I like that spot. That's a great spot. Cool place to hang. Uh, let's like... hear it for that couple. They're more, they are braver than you. They are more brave than you. Because all of you, I'm sure, are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, we could have just done that? <laughs> yeah. Those people. They've got their shit together. They did. Uh, their favorite place to eat is Yelp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just walked in and we ate there, and I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was fine. Um, we moved two days ago. <sighs> Everything's a wreck up here. I don't feel okay. <laughs> Stuff is real all over the spot, is what it is. But our place is nice, better, better, newer place, which is real great. Um, when's the last time 
can anyone beat us? Let, let anyone lived in their home for less than two days? <laughs> no, that's no. The most recent move. Rhea, um, how do you feel about the yes, new spot? Uh, I feel good about it. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot of space. It's th- whoever lived there before us. Um, was a, a younger gentleman, I think, um, in his mid to late twenties. Do you and think th- so? I want to hear your reasoning for why, and then I'd like to, I'd like to ask you some questions based on who you think lived there. <laughs> wow. Okay. So who do you? So who do you think? Are lived you a our- polling person? Is this some sort of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> who do you think lived there? Um, I think the gentleman who is our landlord at this point i okay. think he used to live there okay and you think just by himself or with another i think person? he lived there by himself maybe with a friend slash roommate okay yeah um what are you, what are the reasons you think that the reasons i think that are um all of our doors on the inside of the house have eight panels of glass yeah um you know how sometimes so you can see through every door um, do you mean even the doors that would block pooping Yes, even the pooping doors are just like French window door things. Like you know, like if you went to someone's, you know, like if you went to someone's parents' house and they were like the dining rooms through those doors, and it was two French doors and they were closed with glass panels, and you could see through into their dining room, and you'd be like, oh, your mom or dad or whoever got a bunch of Thanksgiving themed napkin rings. That's the kind of door that's on every room. <laughs> I lost you at the Thanksgiving uh, house. Napkin rings. <laughs> I just feel like it's the kind of door that you, you like have a table set behind it. And, and you're, you're just... focusing on the napkin rings. Well, because it's the most minute detail. If you're going to have people over Thanksgiving dinner and you're just like, yo, we are... Look at these we, rings! Yeah, if, yeah, no, I get it. If like, you are the, officially the Lord of the Rings then in that case, because oh, that shit is so... It's perfect, you know? Sure, yeah. I used to have this friend in high school, and her mom would change the toilet paper seasonally. Oh. Which, have you, anybody ever used, like, printed toilet paper? It doesn't work for... D- did my mic just go out? It, it doesn't... It went out yeah. when you said it doesn't work. Right. The toilet paper industry has hold of these seen. microphones, and they don't want to hear the truth, but we're not stopping. I will move the microphone, and I will yell. Here's the faces. Thing. Uh, it doesn't work. Printed toilet paper? What asshole came up with that? Is that a funny... Because <laughs> it's too... It's, like, very slick. It's too slick. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, back to this apartment. Yeah, we have uh, that's all one window part doors. of it. And then all the lighting is, like, re- recessed, like, flood lighting. Yeah. And then all of the light switches. There is not a single light switch in the entire apartment that is not one of those crazy ass dimmers. It's like a three piece mm-hmm. button system. No, but you're doing for this each with... light. No, I'm going like this because yeah, it's like it's a, one of these. There's one of these where you go, but then there's also a little side guy that's like tiny and small, and then you hold that maybe, and then you hold the bottom down. Maybe it turns off, or maybe you look up and it's still like partially on, and it looks like an oven. It was, and you can't figure out, and you're like my whole identity and personality is based on the fact that I am a woman and I can figure things out and I cannot figure this out. No, it, you're right. It, it is very funny because all of the detailing in the apartment is from, it's like the most advanced stuff on the market in 2010. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing about having like the best like everything is automated. There's like surround sound built into everywhere. 
and like a wine fridge. Anytime you're like, oh, a wine fridge? Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> there was a time when that peaked and we're living in it. And, yeah. and also that surround sound. I saw it and was like, oh, great. This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited about this because I love to watch movies and TV and stuff. And then you go around the wall that the speaker system is in and it is in the closet in the next room and it is just a wall of wires that are not organized whatsoever. There's a stack of two or three Blu-ray players. Not quite sure how many just yet. And then I noticed today there's like a box that's like tilted and it says DIY do-it-yourself sound system. Are you serious? That's what the actual electrical box says on it. Oh my God. Like with a Sharpie? No, like it's printed and that's its branding. It's the like, branding hey, is give DIY. it a shot, basically. <laughs> and I wish you guys, I wish I could just pass my phone around for you to all see. Electricity for Because dummies? it is that box just surrounded by like just wires and wires and wires just everywhere. And then, hey, do it yourself. It's super easy, right? But, all right, here's what I would say about that. At least it is honest about what it is. Because sure. I feel like every place I've ever rented, the landlord has had has used only that brand, but not told us. Because, like, in our last place, sure, yes. we had a garbage disposal that would break all the time. And the first time it broke, our landlord came over and she was like, are you fucking idiots? Don't you know how to fix this disposal? Which, I have a wooden dowel that I sawed off and put had, under the sink so you could fix the disposal when it broke. She actually had, never lived in a place that has disposals broke before. And then she jammed it in there and was like, yeah, going like, ah, 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 and then it did start to work, and she was like, as I said, you know, like just, I only have one correction, What's the that? first time it broke, she acted like we were idiots, and was like, oh, have you never fixed a garbage disposal before, went in our closet, grabbed our broom, flipped it upside down, and went, gah, 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 into the disposal with a full-size broom. Oh, that's where the and then the next thing? time she brought she her showed own? up with a she was like here's the tool and it's actually just the end of a plunger that she pulled yeah. out because it has like the screws the threads on it to just go into a plunger and she was like here's the tool for it and I was like that is not a tool it's as part you of a know <laughs> this is a tool that you buy on the internet but then the fourth time it broke I'm skipping over the third one because it was boring and I just went with the tool and I was like I guess it is a tool Are and then the fourth time about I am indeed Rhea, because I had to listen, Scoop that out. Can I just Cameron preface this? Broke can I preface this? Garbage disposal. No, I you cannot. I'm preface continuing. this. Rhea, you didn't, I don't know how anything don't works. Know how it works. You knew this about me when you married me. I just didn't know I don't how, know how much a car didn't know works. Work. I don't know how shoes work. I don't know how. I tried on my tap shoes before we left our I house. Know, and you to see if I needed to bring them. Yeah. Everything I. Everything, her black tap shoes that were that she hadn't even looked at in so long, they were white with dust. But can I ask you a question? When I put them on my feet, did I immediately start tapping? Yes, you did. And was it kind of good? Like you were just like, oh, she knows two or three steps. Sure. I put on the everything I touch turns to dust in my hands. I don't know what's happening. Well, it's you a, did. You forgot it's the, the opposite whole, she was of the Midas touch. Tapping out in like the patio of our like entryway to our house with her childhood coonskin cap on, and also a leather jacket she bought in like Baltimore or Richmond, Virginia that she has never worn, yes. and sweatpants and a t-shirt, and doing that with her glasses on, and then she went kink kink, and the bottom of her tap shoe fell off. No, that's not true. Like I the tried whole to take outsole, it off, and it pu- I pulled off in my hand because I'm well, not there gentle. You go. 
you always yeah. say that. You just pulled it <laughs> right off. You cobbled yourself. I am definitely like a George with rabbits sort of a situation. Yes, you are. So back to the garbage disposal and what she did to the garbage disposal. She called me and was like, Rhea, uh, the garbage disposal is broken. Uh, I put, it was broken. I put a little bit of celery in it. And I was like, oh, no, you're not supposed to put celery in the garbage disposal. How much did you put in? She was like, oh, just a little bit. And then I got home, and it was as though a cold-pressed juicery had opened up beneath our sink and then run their plumbing up through our sink. It was full of celery juice, and the entire apartment smelled like pepper and disgustingness. But and so I started scooping it out and it was just like never ending and I could it wouldn't run. The water would bubble up, come out and then just settle yeah. back down and it was just like uh, algae in our sink. And so then we had to call somebody cuz we weren't at home so we came to fix it. The next day was I honest? And then it was fixed and then we we're like going to bed or something and Cameron was like I put the whole bunch in there. <laughs> She had asked me to buy celery, so I just, you know how much celery you get in a bunch of celery. I grabbed that, took it home. She didn't eat any of it. And I just ate went, one piece. <laughs> oh no! But wait, <laughs> can I tell you the Calabria? truth? <laughs> yeah, I just put a little bit of celery in the sink. But can I tell you the truth? This is the best part. Do you know? Rhea, you I'm okay? backing out. I'm backing oh. out because I'm bringing an oh, actual stool. stool. Um, I'm good at well, my job. Number one, you're right. That is actually exactly what happened. Do you know what I happened? imagine well, that you're like put a little bit of celery in, and it was like you cut the end off, and you're like, oh, I'll put that in the dishwasher, in the dishwasher, in the garbage disposal. Then yeah. I got home, and it was just like Hulk had vomited. No, everywhere. well, what had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was, I had one stock of celery, then the rest of it went floppy. You know, when celery goes bad and you're like, it's too floppy. Did it happen as you ate the first piece? Like, did you take the piece off, take a bite, and then the rest was like, no! <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So then I pull off one stock, floppy stalk, mm-hmm. and then I put it with the hair up into <gasps> the disposal. Oh, my God. And it God. went twirling around. And it was like one of those car sales inflatables. <laughs> and it was so fun to watch. So you did this for fun? No. Well, I just was like... It sounds like yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was like, if that was fun, if I put the whole rest of it in. So when you said, but I told the truth, you mean now you're telling the truth. Well, I told I didn't you realize I, it was motivated by fun. That makes it even I worse. I mean, I had to get rid of it, but also I was like, this is the most fun way to get rid of it. Guys, I don't even know what to say. This is so funny, but I have no idea. I have I no re- it's just very great. I'm telling you that I genuinely didn't realize anything bad would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really fun. <laughs> There's just little guys under there that grab your celery and then they dispose of it for you. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, little Ginsu knives. <laughs> you know? Um, okay. I think you've made some great points as to why you think it was a young man lived in our house before us. I just have to ask you this follow-up question. Okay. Now, here are the points you made that I agree with. Yeah. Built-in surround sound, but that's kind of weird. Yeah, that sounds like a young man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, not being at all weirded out by the windows 
in the bathroom and everywhere. Dude. That does sound like a young man. Yep. Thing that threw me off, in the guest bathroom, which mm-hmm. has a shower. Oh, sure. There's yep. a shower curtain yep. that was left in there by the previous tenant. You open it. What was in there? One tiny, decorative, rusted vegetable cart, approximately this big. <laughs> One small treasure chest. Just a little wooden With a treasure floral chest. pattern. With roses on it. So uh, I think that a woman lived there because how'd that dude get that shit? I think that dude got that shit from a woman in his life. Not to be super like binary about this whole thing. Okay. But I think that was like hand-me-down stuff. Because so do you think that like that's a, then why they moved out of our apartment? Because that's some gnarly shit to move someone you love. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Tiny, rusted, decorative decorative. Because all of this, card. like... Maybe we're not painting the picture clearly for you guys to understand. It is like a rain shower, mm-hmm. and then it's got like the sort of pebble flooring in it. And then there's a marble or granite seat bench bench thing. Somebody was like, and all that stuff was just on While I'm that. showering, I need to look at tiny, decorative, <laughs> rusted vegetable cart and one floral treasure chest. Because <laughs> I know the first place I want to decorate in my new home is always yeah, the shower bench, bench in my shower. Yeah, shower bench. Shower bench first with stuff that has no utility in yeah, and a water stuff that space. will be ruined by water. What do you want to put in a shower? Metal, definitely <laughs> untreated, preferably. Yeah, already rusted. Great. Yes. Two, kind of painted wood. Yeah, like like low key, like one wood. very cheaply yeah. painted. Just just a fine misting of paint. Absolutely. If you can see some of that wood through there, I'm gonna want to put just that like in a water. treasure chest that looks like you've been around the world. Not, you know what I mean? Just like a real. <laughs> Pier one yeah. situation. Right. I love that. I love yeah. Pier One because it's the best place to go and, and just look at. You know what? Yes. Uh, before we were dating, which I don't even like to think when about that dark that? time, um, I dated a woman Pier who was, ten, who was oh. five years younger than me and then a woman who was 10 years older than me mm-hmm. in direct succession. So there was a 15 year gap. In the Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> But that was what I realized, is the, dif- is the difference between a woman who's 25 and a woman who's 40 is Pier 1. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're 25, all you own is L Word DVDs. When you're 40, you own L Word DVDs and two decorative glass bowls with reeds mm-hmm. plus stones mm-hmm. to put in them. Yeah. And conch shell painted yeah. purple <laughs> with what looks like Arabic. Okay. <laughs> Also, maybe a teal Buddha. I yeah, don't know. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, she was a yogi, so that was for work. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's a tax write-off. You guys, that's Rio Butcher, by the way. She's that's amazing. Zito. Hey, you're very fun, and uh, thanks for supporting us through our move. Um, we got it. We got a wonderful. We got a wonderful lineup tonight. And a lot of people, it's their first time on the show. Now, when it's somebody's first time on the show, we go crazy to welcome them and give them our hearts and souls. So let's hear it right now for Trevor Thorpe. Give it up for him. Come on! Hi, UCB! Holy shit! Super excited to be here. I'm out here from Portland, Oregon. I feel like... Yeah! I feel like if everybody closed their eyes and then opened them when I walked out, none of you would have been surprised by that. (laughs) 
I look like I just came from a Lord of the Rings monster truck rally, and that's pretty accurate about Portland in general. Oh, man, it's really good to be here. I'm turning 35 next week. That's exciting. Yeah. For a guy who's hugged more toilets than friends, that's a big deal. You know, like, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, but they say live life with no regrets. They say that. But I started getting tattooed when Green Day was super popular, so... <laughs> Some regrets you just learned to live with. You know, like, water in the bridge, story of my life. That's a social distortion reference. You get it, you're in California. Um, they both suck. Ah. <laughs> the thing about getting older, I'm super into nerdy stuff, uh, even despite my haircut. My haircut looks like it would beat me up for wearing this T-shirt after school. You know what I mean? Like, but I love, like, the Mad Max movies. They're so great. Uh, did you like the new one at all? Like, anybody love it? Yeah? So good. I don't know if you were following it online when it came out, but a bunch of men's rights activists were boycotting it. And if you don't know what a men's rights activist is, that is a man who calls his mom roommate. That's who that is. <laughs> and they were boycotting the film because they said, Charlize Theron's character emasculates Mad Max in the movie. And I don't know what they're talking about. She let him drive the truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had to sit in her lap to do it. But there's a lot of knobs and doohickeys, man. That's, that's a big rig. Safety first. That's how you learn, bro. That's how you learn. <laughs> Show of hands right now. Who had to sit in their dad's lap when they learned how to play stick? Oh, shit, sorry. Drive stick. Drive stick. Sorry. Drive stick. That's how I learned. You know, because it's hard to reach and you got to get the gears. Anyway, okay, creepy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> speaking of creepy and under that same uh, line of thinking... Uh, dudes will do this thing to women in bars to like hit on them or while they're on a date. Any bar that's got like a pool table or any game that has balls and shaft, really. You know what I mean? This guy already knows. That's a laugh of guilt, by the way. Um, <laughs> where they'll just get right up behind you, ladies, and they'll be like, hey, you want to make that eight ball in that corner pocket? Let me just get right here. Let me just get right here. No, stop shaking. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Let me get right here. Let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to do this with my penis. It's gross. It's so gross. That's disgusting. I've never done that to a woman, I swear. I promise you, I've never done that. You should all be clapping for me right now. That's a big feat. <laughs> um, I'm also not good at any of those games. I'm not. I'm not. And I'll tell you the reason why right now. Because I've never had a single male friend have the impetus to show me how to do it that well with that much care. You get what I mean? Do you understand? Like, nobody's ever done that. I suck at those games. I've never had a single friend just get behind me and show me how to do it right. I've never won a single game of bowling in my life. You know what I don't have a problem with? My buddy's junk near my butt. You know what I got a real problem with? A 7-10 split. Get on your game, fellas. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Mad Max, what we'll all be calling Trump's America in four years, right? Uh, yeah, I know, it's depressing. But I read an article online that said uh, Trump supporters aren't dumb. Stop calling them stupid. And I don't know where they got their journalism degree because that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Seriously. And I can feel you pull a wave because you want to respect somebody's political beliefs. I have political beliefs that I want respected. I get that. But no matter how you feel about the man, you can't deny that that dude delivers a speech like a fifth grader faking a book report. 100%. And you know that kid. You know that kid. You went to school with him. He came to the class. He did not read the book. And he got up in front and bullshitted the class anyways. Like we didn't know. Oh, this book. This is such a great book. I love this book so much. Let me tell you how much I love this book. This book's got some badges, some courage, maybe a lot of courage. It's going to be more courage when I'm done with it. I'll tell you that much right now. Such a good book. 
We're going to put a wall around this book. Build it up real nice. Wait, you didn't like that book? You didn't like that book? Get her out of here. Get her out. Get her out. I'll pay the school nurse. It's fine. Oh, yeah. What was that book called again? My Kampf. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Dude, ad-libs fascism. If you believe in it, garbage. You're dumb as shit. I'm sorry. Um... I am, I am getting older, but I'm starting to think older, which is a new thing for me. Like, I, I, you know, like, I was uh, crossing the street in Portland. I was going to go to a Whole Foods. You know, maybe get like a salad or a raw bar. Some green tea. Not too much caffeine. Coffee gives me the jitters. Ugh, fuck, I'm old! Like, ah, ah. You know? Like, at this very moment, my neck tattoos are on Tinder trying to find a younger dude. Like, 100%. But it was this weird moment where this little skater kid just started barreling down the street at me, just barreling down like serpentine, you know, like, like a Tony Hawk guided missile at me, like, it was bad. And uh, this volcano welled up inside, and I've never said anything like this before, but I just blurted out, you need to wear a helmet! <laughs> what? Oh my God! I'm not making this up. Little dude jumped right off his skateboard looking around. He's like, who said that? He had to have been looking for Walter Matthau's ghost. There's no way that came out of my face. You kidding me right now? Oh, God. It's a good experience, you know? It means I'm eating rice cakes now. Ah! Oh, my God. Uh, any heavy metal fans in here? Anybody? It's the one guy I came with? Cool. Cool. <laughs> I am. I love, I love metal. I love all music, but metal's always been my favorite. But I figured out I'm an aging metalhead in a really weird way because I was listening to Slayer in a smart car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turns like I still like to fuck shit up, just not the environment. You're welcome, L.A. You're welcome. Raining in blood is entirely biodegradable. I'm Trevor Thorpe. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to do a set of jokes for you, but I first have to say, Trevor was like, I was crossing the street in Portland to get to Whole Foods. And I was like, why did the chicken cross the road in Portland to get to the other Whole Foods? Because it was in Whole Foods, and it was like, I'm a free-range chicken. I'm going to go to the other Whole Foods. And it's across the street. So, I'm a chicken. I'm going to cross the street. Great. I'm glad I did that. <clears throat> I made my wife laugh, so who gives a shit? You know what I mean? <sighs> you guys, my name is Rhea Butcher. It's not a fake name. A lot of people are like, Rhea Butcher? Is that a fake name? I'm like, no. My mom gave me this name. Thanks, mom. This name is perfect. Because it's absolutely true. I am butcher than all of you. And like by a lot, I can tell, you know. You're not really bringing it tonight, UCB. I love having this last name. It's perfect. In uh, closed captioning, sometimes my name is even Real Butcher. So it's even more accurate for the hearing impaired. You're like, yes, she is, for sure. When I got here, drove up, and the valet came running out, got, to, got up to my car, and was like, oh my God, thank God you're here. We have a bunch of stick shift cars, and none of us can drive them. Please help us. And I got out of the car, I was like, sure. How many you got? 10? I'll take two at a time. Let's get this thing done. 
here to help. <laughs> I like to think about my ancestors, trying to figure out which last name they want to go with. You know, they're talking to each other in a cave in West Virginia, <laughs> hundreds of years ago. One of them's like, one day we will have the most lesbian daughter. <laughs> so from this day forward, we shall be known as Butcher. And then the prophecy was fulfilled. Here I am in this haircut. They knew what they were talking about. I also love having this last name because I am a lifetime vegetarian. With the last name Butcher. I've had that irony my entire life, but not too much iron in my diet. Just very, very weak. Honestly, don't even know how I'm standing here at this point. My muscles are just made out of sunflower seeds and hope. Like, when, when I wear a Fitbit, it just counts wishes. I just think about exercising. It's like, you're good. You're done. Go back to bed. My mom was a vegetarian when she was pregnant with me. That's how long I've been a vegetarian. In utero. I was born this way. Both ways. She got an ultrasound, and it was just a cube of tofu. She was like, is it a boy or a girl? And we're like, they were like, it's too soon to tell, but uh, it is silken. So, great for smoothies. That's a tofu joke for you guys. Not going to get that anywhere else. Uh, I don't know if you can tell by this rockadoodle haircut and my off-duty lesbian tractor mechanic outfit that I have on. But uh, it, it did take me a while to come out to my family. It took me a while. I think for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm from Ohio originally, which I like to call the thinking man's Indiana. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, uh, being from Ohio, a lot of my family are hillbillies. And you might be like, it's 2016. You're in Los Angeles. How hillbilly could you possibly be? Well, you know that phrase, shooting fish in a barrel? I've done that. <laughs> it is not as easy as you'd think. It takes a lot of skill. Uh, and the third reason that it took me a long time to come out to my family uh, is because my parents have been divorced my entire life. I was born in August of 1982, and they were divorced in September of 1982. I'd like to think I had a little hand in that. <laughs> Just a tiny little baby hand. I used to visit my dad after uh, my parents got divorced and he would serve me dinner on an old weight bench that he didn't use anymore. And you might be thinking, oh, that sounds really sad and really depressing. And it is. <laughs> but it made me the strong lesbian that I am today. <laughs> so I'm not too stressed about it. Uh, I'm also an only child, uh, which was pretty fun growing up. Uh, I didn't have to share my He-Mans or my She-Ra's or my My Pal 2 or my My Pet Monster or my My Buddy. None of it. It was all mine. Didn't have to share it. But uh, there is like a genre of toys that's pretty rough for an only child, and that is board games. So I'd like to share with you guys my top three worst board games for being an only child. Number three, Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> I win. Number two is Twister. 
I win again. <laughs> that made me laugh this time. I like, never laugh at that, but it's like making me laugh so much. I've never unfurled the thing before, and it just came to me, and that's actually the sadder part of it. Just remembering myself actually doing that, <laughs> opening the box and going, oh, there's the spinny thing. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's been a very long day. Anyway, <laughs> my number one worst board game for being an only child is Don't Wake Daddy because he doesn't live here anymore. That one's a twofer. My runner-up is Clue because it was me. Right here with whatever this is. Thanks, you guys. I've been Rhea Butcher. We have a great rest of our show. And our next comic is also, it's his first time on the show, and we're very glad to have him here. He has uh, started doing comedy in Chicago, and he now lives in New York. So please give a warm welcome to Tommy McNamara. There he is. Rhea, everybody. One more round of applause for Rhea. Excited to be here, folks. I, I, I started in Chicago. I moved to New York recently to pursue my dream of moving back to Chicago in two years. <laughs> I'm so excited. I think I can pull it off, folks, if I try. I'll tell you something about myself. I lost 100 pounds last year. It was very exciting. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Very nice. I don't want to lose any more weight, though. I want to stay overweight enough that when I'm bad at sports, it's still funny. <laughs> Like, have you ever seen a guy in really good shape miss a layup? You're just like, what a bitch. <laughs> you see a guy like me miss a shot, you're like, my man! <laughs> Get that guy a Hawaiian shirt, he's on the team! <laughs> my friends will be like, you must be getting laid a lot more now that you lost all that weight. And let me tell you guys, losing 100 pounds is an amazing way to find out the problem is your personality. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't like to meet new people now that I lost weight. I meet someone new and it's like, ugh, you're not even proud of me? It's the worst, I don't like that. We were talking about fat shaming at my office. I think fat shaming is a cool term because it insults the people it's supposed to defend. And this woman said, uh, she said, I think skinny people have it just as bad. Is there any difference between getting called a twig and getting called a 300 pound monster? I was like, yeah, one of those is way meaner. Uh, <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> I started dating someone, which is good, uh, recently. She's a, she's a really interesting lady. People describe her as a militant feminist. I feel like the only words you ever hear after militant are feminist and Islamic extremist group. <laughs> but either way, I'm into it. I, um, <laughs> she recently said to me that trying Rogaine couldn't hurt. I was like, if we're not counting feelings, then yes. <laughs> You're right. You think I asked for this? You think I wanted a Peyton Manning forehead and a Papa John's body? I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I'm excited to be here, folks. <laughs> uh, my parents are both lawyers. I used to think that that was very boring. And then I turned 19 and I got a DUI. And I was like, lawyers are sick. Because <laughs> my dad actually represented me in my DUI as sort of like a take your kid to work day thing. And the court date ended up being on January 7th, which doesn't mean anything to you guys, but in my family, we call that date Dad's birthday. So 
As my mom put it, at least you're spending time with your father on his big day. <laughs> my family's very close, though. We, we went to Vegas uh, this year. It was amazing. We saw the magician Chris Angel. Any mind freaks in the house? <laughs> uh, we, yeah, a couple. All right. We saw Chris Angel. Uh, we saw him the best way to see a bad boy magician, which is with your very drunk family. Because at one point, Chris Angel's like, I'm going to take a video of this crowd, and I want everyone to yell out, mind freak. And my little sister, Colleen, was shit-faced, and she just yelled out, you're a bad magician. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> my mom was bad. It was great. Because <laughs> he, he's a great magician, but he's a huge douchebag. I don't know if you guys uh, He said this on stage as a brag. He said, I've had more views on YouTube than any other magician. <laughs> crowd went nuts. I was like, what are you clapping for? He's an adult. You shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> then he just started naming magicians. He has more YouTube views then. And one of the ones he named, I swear to God, was Harry Houdini. Yes. I was like, all right, bud. I've had more Tinder matches than Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Don't see me sawing women in half about it. Jesus Christ. He did that. He sawed a woman in half, and then he actually said, I swear to you, he said, I only keep the bottom half. So he's a serial killer, like straight up. Like if there are any unsolved crimes in the Vegas area, take a look at Angel. I was raised very Catholic. My mom told me that when I was a little boy, she thought I was going to grow up to be a Catholic priest, which is kind of a weird thing to hear. So you're saying, Tommy, you could be whatever you set your mind to, but if I had to guess, I'd say celibate. <laughs> Some of you guys might have thought that joke was about molestation, but I'm a good Catholic boy, so I pretend that never happened. How you guys doing? <laughs> I'm happy to be in a relationship. I was terrible at being single. I don't know if anyone is the same way. When I was single, I was actually bisexual. I had sex twice a year. My man. <laughs> oh, come on! Leon's the angel fan. He's leaving me hanging. I drove all the way from New York. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> they don't let me drive anymore. Um... <laughs> That was a funny thing to say. I, uh, I'm very happy to be here. I would get mad when I was single. I would get bitter. Like my friends would say this phrase, and I hate it. My friends would say, oh, I have a serious girlfriend. I always hated that one. Like, serious girlfriend? Who are you dating? Tipper Gore? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Thank you so much for laughing at that, because usually only I think that name is funny. So I'm very happy about that. I went to Catholic school. I, uh, I had to wear the uniform for Catholic school the whole time, like the plaid skirt and the shirt tied around the belly button. I had to do the whole thing. I think it's really weird that schoolgirl is like a porn category. It's just like straight pedophile shit. We're all like, that's fine. <laughs> that could be one of the 20. Like, why do we let that happen? <laughs> There's no inverse of that. No woman's ever like, you know what turns me on? Schoolboys. <laughs> you would arrest that woman right away. <laughs> I am a porn-watching man. I'll admit that on a podcast. I, uh... I think it's, I don't know, I feel like porn should have specific age restrictions the way movies do, because movies it's like PG-13, R-17. Porn, they just go 18 years old. You're ready for all of this. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, you're not ready for all of it. Most of it is terrifying. Like, I saw a porn recently. It was called The Man With Two Dicks. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, <laughs> but the best part, this is a real video. You can look this up on UGIS. And the best part about this video, I cite my sources. The best part of this video... When the girl <laughs> sees for the first time that this guy has two dicks, this is how she reacts. She goes, ah. <laughs> like pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Wouldn't you be fucking horrified if that happened? <laughs> so that girl would be like, yeah, it's not really size that matters. 
It's more of a numbers game. <laughs> you guys have been amazing. I'm a time back tomorrow. Thank you very much. Chicago boy, love that. Oh, God. I was also loving that he was talking about Chris Angel because, like, several of those YouTube views are me. <laughs> I got into a real Angel Zone last, last year, and I saw this amazing video where what he does is he goes to a pool, and there's people swimming in the pool, and then he goes, like, Yo, I'm about to walk across this pool and not fall in. I'm going to walk on the water. He says that to the camera. And then, boy, does he do it. <laughs> he walks all the way across that pool. So then I looked up next. Hey, how did Chris Angel walk across that pool? <laughs> and if you just put that in to Google, Google will tell you that how it's done is that you just, uh, you line up plexiglass right under where the water is, right? So there's like, there's plexiglass steps all the way, like, like a cobblestone path all the way across the pool. And if you just shoot it from a certain angle, because the other thing is there's like women swimming under him. He's like, ha ladies! And he's walking <laughs> over them. So, so there's people in the pool the whole time. It's active, as he's walking across it, because he's proving to you, like, there's no tricks here, but turns out the trick is just a, a little bit of plexiglass all the way across. Then that video still became cool to me, but for a totally different reason, because those people swimming in that pool are some of the best actors around. Because <laughs> during the entire experience, as they know they are swimming around plexiglass, they're going like, what are the odds? Like the whole time. I mean, there's like talented swimmers that are like dodging plexiglass poles. Really getting that like, hey, Chris. Anyway, I think that trick should go to the Olympics. It is very good. What are you guys into? What are you looking up on YouTube these days? What are you watching? What videos are, what, what kind of like weird, come on. Yeah, like what, what weird shit are you watching on the internet? League of Legends. League of Legends? Yeah. yeah, I know what that is. That's one of those video games with, you play and, yes? Yeah. Correct? <laughs> it's on the computer? Yeah. Uh, Rhea and I used to do a different podcast that was about action and sci-fi films and the producer on that podcast, her husband, works for whatever the... What is the company that makes League of Legends? Um, Riot. Yeah, she works for Riot. And so I know about this from that. First of all, as you can tell, I am well-versed in technology. <laughs> Not only do I definitely know what you do with celery, but when I say, on the computer, I draw like an old-school Apple IIe monitor. <laughs> like, that's definitely what I was drawing, because it was fully a square, and this is the... Like, that's... You know what I'm saying? That's an Apple IIe for sure. Like, you're putting Odell Lake in there on a floppy. You're for sure walking that Oregon Trail. My point is, I'm knowing what you're talking about only because of my friend, Lindsay, and her husband worked at Riot, and so, he maybe still does, uh, so she would go to tournaments, because they, because 
League of Legends is one of the games that you can play e-games is a thing I've heard. Yes, you can play it in college. Like, there are college teams. Um, but, you know, what blew my fucking mind, and maybe you've been to this, is the League of Legends, like, grand tournament. I'm making it sound like it's the KKK. It's less <laughs> that. Uh, that happened at the Staples Center. Yeah, that's... That sells out. The Staples Center. Have you been to it? No. No, I think that's too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would think it would be too much for everybody, but but a, one Staples Center worth of people think that's just enough. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, so, but you said you watch, are you playing, or are you just like, I'm gonna watch this guy, he's gonna walk around, he's a raccoon person. See, what are you talking about? You watch people who make animations of the game? Yeah, because they, they, they make fun of the game by like, certain characters. Like, uh, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> what you're into is so awesome. You can't even describe it. Like, it's taking so much. There's so many likes for you to... Fo- okay, so they... So are they capturing, like, the screen? No, like, um, they draw, like, um, characters from the, the game. And yes. They make fun of the game by saying, like... Uh, it's, like, separate... Uh huh. But the animation is like fully it's created, not from the game. Yeah, it is. It's overlaid on the game. It See? <laughs> Do you understand how specific your interests are? <laughs> I like you. What do you do with your time besides that? Are you? Uh, do you? Are you? Work, yeah. Cool. What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you do for a living? See, we can hardly communicate. <laughs> then you said you're studying kinesiology, and that is what? What is that? Uh, See, it's just like, ah, with you, everything is something else. <laughs> I like you a lot. Let's hear it for this person. This person is... You're living your own dream, and I'm really happy about that. What are you into? Ultimate Frisbee. See, again, so specific. I mean, like, at least we, I know what that is, but the number of people that genuinely like that is actually less than a Staples Center. You play at, where do you play? Where does one play Ultimate Frisbee? Well, I play on the college team, so like Humboldt State University. Humboldt State oh. University. <laughs> then you're into that. Do you know each other? Oh, you're, you guys are... Wait. Are you fucking telling me that right now I am in the presence of the Humboldt State Ultimate Team? Yeah! What do you play, like... Quarter frizz or what? what what's your... What's your position? Your, your cutters? Yeah. What does that mean? You grab and, you grab the, you grab and toss the disc? What are the other jobs? Feels like that's you can just see. Do you understand? Uh, handlers, handlers. What do they do? They're just like, hey, don't talk to the frisbee right now. <laughs> do you need anything? Do you need water? What do you need? What do you need? Get away! Um, so what? It, what does a handler do? Uh, they Polish. Throw to the cutters. They throw to the cutter, uh-huh. and then who is the other guy or person? Per- that's it. There's two. There's two guys. Seven people total, and the whole jobs are handler and cutter? Two to three handlers. Uh-huh. Wow. 
that's the easiest sport in the world. Have you guys heard about football? There's so many positions. They have all names. Yep. And then there's special teams. Okay. Anyway, my point is, um, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys do that. That's cool. Cool. Good for you. I played a, I played a sport that not many people played in, when I was in college. I was on the rugby team at my school. So, thank you. Who is that? Who is into the rugby team? Yeah? Are you a rugger? Everybody in here is killing it so hard. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from LA. See, I fucking, that's what I thought, and I fucking love you so much. Here's why I love you. You're this person. You're like, I said rugby. You clapped. Do you play that sport? No. But I think it's better than American football. Do you understand how specific that is? Because you're American, so you probably could call it football. But she's like, fuck that shit. I know what the real football is, and it's got a U, and it's not from here. <laughs> well, thank you for supporting the... Yeah, I played that sport. It was real fun and also dangerous. Broke my wrist. I was a flanker. That's one of the names on that team. And... The other thing is, I didn't know I was gay at the time. I just was like, I want to play this sport. Because uh, my boyfriend plays football, so I like to play football. I'll play rugby and touch all these women. And you don't even wear pads. Well, sometimes you do. I'm just kidding. I, tampons. <laughs> tampons since I was 13, please. Um, and then there's going to be like a couple Diva Cup women in the crowd that are like pissed. I'm like, okay, get off my nuts about it. But my point is, uh, I, didn't know I, I didn't know I was gay and I also didn't realize that like most of my teammates were gay. Like it was just, I was at a Catholic university and nobody was out. You couldn't come out. You could be kicked out of school for coming out. So I just didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand the vibe on my team and I should have known because there was a boys rugby team and there was a girls rugby team and we were supposed to be paired up to date each other and we never did. And I could just never realize, like, why isn't this working? Why aren't we... Because the school organizes group functions for us and why doesn't anything ever happen? And then one time, the boys rugby team had a party at their house and all the girls rugby team went to that party and then the boys rugby team walked us into the basement and then we all hung out down there. For an hour, we didn't realize that the entire boys rugby team had gone upstairs. And we were like, where are the boys? go so we wandered upstairs and we found out that they had ordered two exotic dancers who were women to come to their house and dance and when we walked upstairs they were using a dildo with each other and the women's rugby team did not storm out of the place no we formed an inner circle <laughs> so we were like somebody's gotta protect these women with our eyes <laughs> You guys, oh, I love you. You're, you're a great audience. I like everybody here. You got cool interests. Are you ready for more jokes from other people besides just me? Hey, this next gentleman is also her, his first time on the show. He is also here from Portland, Oregon. Let's hear it right now for Noriko. Right, give it up for him. Come on. Hey, everybody. How we doing? Good. I heard we have some cutters in the audience. Is that what I heard backstage? <laughs> they're like, we're cutters. Woo! It's not typical. 
not typical of the thing. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, so good to be here, you guys. Yeah, I'm I'm from Portland. Uh, I yeah, why not? Sure. Uh, <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, I recently did a show out there at a uh, anarchist co-op bookstore because uh, you got to go where the laughs are. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it was a cool show. I mean, it's all condos now, but it was a cool place while it lasted. Um, did a show there, and uh, it was an awesome show, but when I was there, I was looking around in the books, and I found a book there that I hadn't read since I was in high school, and it was, uh, it was uh, about income inequality, and it was called America, What Went Wrong, right? But the book was written in like 92, so now all the income inequality it describes now sounds like a beautiful utopia. <laughs> sounds amazing. I'm like, what, a deg college degree equals a high-paying job and you still have a manufacturing base? What? Is this, is this book written in Gryffindor? It's magical. <laughs> it's magical what you're talking about. So ridiculous. It made me wonder if, like, in the future, we're going to look back on the books about income equality now that they're writing and think they're just as quaint. Be like, like, yeah, be like, oh, no, all your politicians are bought and paid for? Wah. I'm reading this book in an ice bath by candlelight because I have a full-time job selling my organs to make sure my kids have enough chalupa-based energy to survive the Hunger Games so this family doesn't have to hide in the sewer every time one of the Trump boys goes on human safari. <laughs> That's the future, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, <laughs> so much fun. What else about me? I'm a, I'm a weak. I'm a total uh, weak uh, fuck up. I, um, I don't know. This was, I, I found this out last weekend because I, uh, I, I chipped a tooth. This last weekend, I chipped a tooth on one of my other teeth <laughs> while eating pho. Uh, you know, soup. I <laughs> chipped a tooth. I chipped a tooth eating soup. Like, I was, I was like, man, it's time to pack it up. Like, I don't think we, it doesn't look good for the future, for the rest of me. I've been eating my whole life. Like, my whole life, never took a day off to, like, eating. And I chipped a tooth on another tooth. Like, how'd I... And it wasn't like somebody else's tooth in my... It was in one of mine in my mouth. I chipped a tooth. I'm going to be one of those old men, I think, that's like, uh, hey, what you got for me there? Oatmeal? Put it in the blender. <laughs> Put it in there. Can't have any sharp edges now. Just put that there. Also, uh, punch it three times and call it worthless. I need it to have no fight left in it when it comes to me. So ridiculous. I think, like, my DNA is going to be so bad that, like, if I ever have kids, like, blinking will give them diarrhea. Like, that's how bad it is. Uh, don't worry. They never really have kids. I mean, clearly, my balls are just full of dreams. Like, there's no... None of that's going to work. It's all tails in there, you guys. It's like... <laughs> I think when I come, it's just all dust and wishes. It's just mm, good and It's like my balls blew on a dandelion. Like every time, just <sighs> wouldn't mind that in your hair now. Uh. <laughs> oh goodness, what else? I um, I don't know, man. I just found out recently that. Um, America spends like, we spend $600 billion a year on the military. 
And that's like a ton of money. It's more than the next seven countries combined. And that's a lot of money, especially like me, uh, if you've been cutting your Totino's pizzas in half every night to save up to buy a Honda Civic. I don't know. If, it came with a vape pen and a fedora, so it was a pretty sweet. That's standard for the Honda Civic. I don't know if you know that. It's true. It's a ton of money. It's a lot of money, too. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if you guys heard this, but like next month, Netflix is going to raise its prices. It's going to be 20 bucks a month for Netflix streaming. Did you guys hear that? Yes, you didn't hear that? Well, I, it's not true, but you know, you said you felt pain inside over twenty dollars just now. Six hundred billion dollars—it's a ton of money. I found out one Tomahawk missile is one point four million dollars. That's seven Lamborghinis for one. We could just drop those from an airplane. When you think about it, it's onto a terrorist camp, like like just how—it's a way bigger fuck you to terrorists when you think about it. To like just crush them with douchey symbols of wealth like that. Might as well make a gun that shoots giant front doors or something. It's like, bah! <laughs> You're looking awesome. And I don't know if you guys ever grew up with that poster in your room, but it'd be a real bittersweet way to go out. You'd be like, oh, awesome? I don't know. <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's seven Lamborghinis or 466 Honda Civics. I don't know if you guys know that. So we could just drop those on ISIS. We could just let those rain down from the sky like God is shaking a high school parking lot in the clouds. Just like, basically like America is like your drunk dad who just like stepped on one of your Legos and he's just throwing your Hot Wheels across the room. I don't have anything more for that joke because that's all Honda paid me to say, but like... Pretty sweet. Got it on a podcast, though. That's pretty awesome. Um... I don't know. I, I get to travel a little bit doing stand-up, and that's awesome. Uh, I recently did a show in uh, Chehalis, Washington. And if I'm uh, mispronouncing the name of that city, uh, who gives a shit? Uh, so just outside of Chalupa, Washington, there's this uh, little store. It's right off the I-5. You can see it there. It's called Mattress Ranch. You guys ever seen that? Anyway, I don't know why you would have. You know when you travel up to Washington to buy your mattresses? regional jokes. Anyway, I fucking... There's a little store. It's called Mattress Ranch. And like, and it's really cool because if you think about the name of that store, it's like a cute name for a store, right? It's like Mattress Ranch. Yeehaw. Pew, pew. It's cute. It's adorable. But if you think about it like it's the name of an actual salad dressing, it's super fucking gross. Mattress Ranch sounds like a horrifying euphemism for cum. It sounds terrible. I'm saying if you saw it in the store, be Newman's own Mattress Ranch. It's the only dressing you never want to spit out. Flavor you can detect with a black light, Mattress Ranch. (laughs) Just look for the bottle with the happy, sleepy boyfriend on it. All right, guys, this has been my time. Thank you so much. you guys let him hear it I really don't know how to reset after Mattress Ranch <clears throat> the only salad dressing lesbians will never use Mattress Ranch <laughs> that worked I think that worked you guys ready to keep the show rolling we've got two fantastic comics left that sounds good I feel like you maybe need to be a little more excited what I mean. This next comic, he's amazing. We were just talking baseball. Backstage, you guys, please welcome Nick Thune. (laughs) 
Thank you very much. Keep it going for everybody you guys have seen. It's the right way to start the show out. Just give everyone else props. and That way you guys know I'm supportive. Give it up for yourselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and then to take it to the next level and just kind of shine the spotlight on you guys for a sec. I think that's also a pretty cool move. You know, how about the staff here? Let's give it up for them, huh? Yeah, I think we got Jimmy up in the booth. We got everyone's working so hard. And, and I think, you know, such a humble move on my end to really hit up the comedians. Oh, let's pop it into the audience. And then the staff who really make it possible. And if we really look down into who owns the building, which is a uh, construction development program, um, Highs Minor. I actually looked it up back there. And they really are the reason we're here. You know, we're... <laughs> We're paying rent, and they really did a great job on the building. But I guess in the end, it's God. Do you know what I mean? Jesus. Christ. And then you got to just look at Mary and Joseph for a second, you know, and just think, <laughs> they really brought up a good kid, you know? I'm glad I'm recording this. Um, uh, my name's Nick. I am a 36-year-old white male, just uh, living the struggle. <laughs> you know, it's, it's frustrating because sometimes it's like just too many opportunities flying at me at once. You know, and and it, and I don't know if a lot of people understand what it feels like to turn stuff down all the time. You know, uh, to not have a glass ceiling—it's scary. You know, it's almost like you can go anywhere and do anything. And and then that's overwhelming, you know? And, and um, sometimes I feel like when everything's going towards you, there's a lot up against you, is what I'm trying to say. Thank you guys very much. Nick Thune, everybody! Nick Thune! <laughs> that's one of the most epic high drops I've ever had to make. In this mic stand, just for... Round applause for the way Nick came out. You know what I mean? Just a tall fucking man, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you guys, we got one final comic on the show. He's hilarious. He isn't from New York. You are going to love him. How are you feeling, the audience? How are you feeling? Oh, please, then. Keep it going, Mr. Sean Donnelly. Give it up for him. Come on. Hello, everybody. Okay, fuck you, I guess. How's it going, guys? Give it up for Cameron and Rhea for putting the show together. And all the other guys. I'm here in L.A. It's kind of shitty. L.A.'s a great place to visit your friends as long as you live around the corner from them. They don't want to see you unless you live around the corner from them. All right, that's my L.A. joke for the first part of this. Some of you don't even think that I'm the, the last comic that's supposed to be up here. Some of you think I'm here to fix the microphone and then the real comic comes up on stage. I can't not look like this, okay? I have to wear these clothes because they match my face. That's why I wear these clothes. I have manual labor face, that's what it's called. I have I'm the head of the union face. 
I have I like to fish on the weekends face. I know exactly what this looks like. I'll tell you why. Because the other day I walked into a store and I saw two other fat bearded guys. And the minute I walked in the store, they both nodded at me at the same time. Just like you're home, brother. Don't worry about it. This is your mothership coming to pick you up. And I nodded back. What the fuck was I nodding back at? I nodded right back. I go, yes! Am I just nodding back at other fat bearded guy shit? Am I just like, yes, I have the nachos. I brought nachos, yes. Yes, my mother will drive us to WrestleMania. Yes, right, exactly. This is not a hot fuckable look, lady. When I was single, here's the thing. I know I have to get in shape. I know I had to get in shape because the other day I kicked the TV remote underneath the couch and I was like, well, I guess I read books now. That's what's happening now. I'm not going spelunking for that thing. <laughs> I'm uh, Irish Catholic. Uh, I don't know anybody else. Two people, awesome. <laughs> Your godless city that you have. <laughs> It's weird being Irish Catholic because all you do is you just go to wakes all the time. That's all you do. And wakes are just the socially acceptable version of, hey, you want to check out a dead body? That's basically all it is. How do we not walk into a wake and immediately go, holy shit, a dead body every time? You guys uptight about that? Fuck you for that. It's the worst thing. Wakes are the weirdest thing in the world, right? Who's the first guy that was like, hey, when I die, can you just prop me up and small talk around me for 45 minutes? And then just line up and pretend to pray in front of my body. And then walk over to the family and go, if there's anything I can do. That's what everybody says in a wake. If there's anything I can do, I'll do it. You don't mean that shit. What if you got a call a month later and you're like, hey, remember my dad's wake when you said there was anything you could do? Can you get me a ride to the airport? Can you do that? Can you be my wingman? My dad was my wingman. Can you be my new wingman? You guys are too uptight. That's a death joke right there. It's pretty fun. Uh, I'm glad. I live in New York City. I don't know if you've ever been there. You look like you have. You look very hipsterish to me. You look fantastic. I like leaving New York City because New York City makes you a shittier person. That's what it does. And if you've been there, you would. If you've been there, you would know what I'm talking about. I'll give you an example. I was downtown the other day, and I literally saw a homeless dude giving the finger to an ambulance that was passing by. <laughs> He just committed the entire way. Like that, right? And I've lived in that city so long that when I saw that, my reaction wasn't this. I didn't go, what is that man doing? That's an ambulance that's trying to help somebody. He shouldn't be doing that. I've lived in that city so long, my reaction was, yeah, fuck that ambulance. Fuck that piece of shit. Cock-sucking ambulance. Trying to save another human life in this fucked up city. I hope you die in the back of that ambulance. I'll give you another example, weirdos. I'll give you another example. I was stepping off the subway the other day and I was whistling, which is one of the most joyous things that you can do in your life. And the minute I stepped off the subway, some other homeless guy yells in my ear and he goes, oh, go listen to Pandora or something. And I said, that was rude. And also, how do you know about Pandora? You're a homeless dude. Are you streaming it in your cardboard box? Is that what's happening? Or is Pandora just another homeless person that you know that whistles really well? I picture it as a heavyset black woman that whistles beautifully. You gotta listen to Pandora, she's an angel. I'm married, I'm, I'm, I like being married. I wanna have kids, you have any kids? You look like a kid, so you don't have kids. You look like this is part of a book report for you to be here right now. 
You look very tiny, dude. You're a very tiny man. Little Indian man. That was racist, but I don't give it. I look racist. I might as well be racist all the time. See, they can't even take that. There we go. I like being married. I want to have kids, man, but I, I've been married for like five years. So when you're married for a while and you don't have kids, your friends who have them, they try to bully you into having kids. They want you to be as miserable as they are. That's why they do it. And they always say the same shit. They go, do it now. There's never a right time to have kids. Just do it now. There's never a right time. And maybe that's true. Maybe there's never a right time to have kids, but there's definitely a wrong fucking time to have kids. Like if you're still paying for shit with change, that's a wrong time to have a kid. When you're buying sandwiches with Sacagawea dollars. I'll tell you this much, when I have kids, I'm not dressing those kids cool, I'll tell you right now. I wore embarrassing clothes when I was a kid. Didn't you wear embarrassing clothes when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I had a shirt that had my name in it. I said, Sean, like this. Just ripe for the kidnapping. What's your name, Sean? Yeah, I'm Sean. <laughs> I'll go with you, I'm Sean. How'd you know that? That's a lucky guess. What do you got, a van? It's a nice van, check out that van. A matching belt. I had a belt that had my name on it. Have you ever been beaten with a belt that has your name on it? It's embarrassing. My mom bought me those clothes. I think she really wanted me to get kidnapped. I think her, ne her next step was to get me a hat with my favorite types of candy all over the hat. <laughs> I grew up in the 80s. I never got kidnapped in the 80s. But if you got kidnapped in the 80s, your face would be in the back of a milk carton. Do you remember that? You don't remember because you were born yesterday, but you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, your, your face would be in the back of a milk cart. Now it's all digital. Now they have Amber Alerts that come to your phone. Those things are a lot of pressure, man. I already have a lot of shit to do. Now to find this girl all of a sudden? Also, why is the Amber Alert sound the same sound as the weather advisory on your iPhone? So I either need galoshes or I have to be a hero for the night? Is that what you're telling me? I need a raincoat or I'm Liam Neeson from Taken? Is that what's going on? so funny. You guys don't understand. You guys are good because you laugh and then you shut the fuck up right away. You look like you spend all day in a vape shop. Is that what you do? You fucking asshole. Vaping is so lame to me. Vaping is the new Limp biscuit. That's what I think of vaping. Vaping is the odules of smoking. And it sucks because you can't vape as a fat guy because you just end up looking like the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. All right, that's, I'm over. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Awesome. Who are you? That's the caterpillar from Jesus Christ. You oh, I fucking you. know. They don't. I was oh, just waiting for you to do more. That's all. That's why I didn't laugh immediately. Because I wanted to In particularly. Anyway. That's what his foot, when his foot, the bottom part is falling off the leaf. And he's trying to talk, but the rest of him Somebody's is going, off. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah. That you have like a very you have a very specific memory of that particular cell of animation. She's got Fucking, a shirt. I have been going to stand-up shows nationwide waiting for that one comic that speaks my language and knows the foot falls off the bottom of a leaf. <laughs> Finally, Rhea Butcher has yeah. come into my life. I did it. You're welcome. The okay. whole rest of the audience Nobody gives a shit. just took that Sean Donnelly burst of energy, and then we, we, we went, whoa, let's land this plane. So we got to put on the brakes and slow it down. We got to confuse him. 
lot of nervous stares. Guys, it's the end of the show. It's going to be over so soon you can go live your lives. Why are you acting like you didn't come here? <laughs> you ch- Who chose this, do you think, in your mind? Well, I'm just at my apartment. <laughs> I've got my tiny rusted vegetable cart and my one floral trunk. Yeah. Treasure chest. Treasure chest, yes. Yeah. And these idiots showed up here. Interrupting all of these beautiful dudes who we have agreed with and connected <laughs> with this bullshit feminine comedy foot falling off of a leaf gag. Listen to me. This is relatable shit. Go to your houses. It's not at all. No, it is. No, honestly, Rhea, you have your finger on the pulse. Yeah, of caterpillars in America. Yeah, and also, like, isn't Looking Glass Alice... Or that's, that's, oh yeah, that's, that's a Chicago Alice, thing. But Alice, Alice through, through the, the Looking, looking Glasses yeah. is coming out. The movie that no one wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know why I wanted it? Why? Because that Anne, she hath away. Oh God. <sighs> you guys, I like her very much. Oh, damn it. And if I could give you guys any, <laughs> if I could give you any homework tonight when you go home, it's to just check out her internet presence. If you're not watching what Anne Hathaway She's is posting on Instagram, Instagram, you you don't understand anything. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, she posted a very expensive bag, and she was wearing it as a hat. And she was like, is this relatable? And no, it wasn't. <laughs> I think she's beautiful and perfect. I want to hear her sing everything. Yeah. And I want to I wanna know how many steps we are from being like, I own this bag. It was $3 million. I'm wearing it as a hat. What a Relatable? joke. <laughs> I think we're 12 steps yeah. away from that. I forgot that's a real thing. 12 steps <laughs> away from that. I'm sorry I said that. It's totally fine. Oh, Rhea Butcher. Let's hear it from yeah. Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. Let's hear it for Cameron Esposito. How about everybody you saw tonight? We are here every Tuesday. Please enjoy the rest of your night. See you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.